I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to another Power Slam podcast here on Inside the Ropes. My name is Kenny, joined as always by Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today? Um, as I, in real time, will be hopefully about to get on a cruise. Um, yeah, well, we're recording this. We should be honest and <laughs> let people know that we've recorded this in advance. We have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just in case something earth shattering happens in the interim. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, can't complain. How's yourself? Good. Yes, stressed with the uh, you know the busyness of trying to pre-record everything before we go away, so that everybody uh, gets content. Trying to make sure that everyone's got the content for. Um, for while I'm away. But yeah, apart from that, it's all good. Um, uh, and Kenny, can I just quickly chime in here? We didn't actually talk about this before we went on the air, but our sixth anniversary is around about now. Oh, God. So we really? need to we need to acknowledge that when you return. Yeah, we do. We need to do something special for that. Um which, yeah, we, we should do, 100%. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do something when we get back, whether it's... I know we're, we're going to watch some more All Japan stuff, and, uh, yeah, but we'll maybe try and do something else as well. Um, but listen, let's open the show. But, I, again, we're pre-recording this, so if anything has happened on AEW Dynamite with uh, CM Punk or no CM Punk or... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just watching, are they? Oh, is that show going to be in Chicago? Or is it going to be somewhere else? And that, that's the moment, isn't it? It's like, and uh, but I, anyway, as, as we talked earlier in the week, um, I really hope that Tony pulls this one off, Kenny. 
I really hope that they he can reach a compromise and agreement with CM Punk and they can all work together and he can come back to work, you know, because I think he should. And I think it's, I think he wants to deep down. And um, obviously I, I think most fans do as well. So um, let's hope uh, an agreement is reached. Yes. Let's hope that they are able to reach an agreement by the time. So the time you're listening to this, hopefully everything's hunky dory. That's the, that's the hope. But uh, we shall see. Um, anyway, let's talk about Raw from this past Monday. The big storyline of the show was obviously Cody Rhodes had arrived earlier early in the evening. He was attacked by Brock Lesnar. He was battered. Um, and this led, then led to a show-long storyline where, uh, you know, later on Brock Lesnar says that he's taking care of Cody Rhodes. Therefore, it should be, you know, he's issuing an open challenge for Night of Champions. But then Cody comes out and he's, you know, he's, taking the ice off and all that. He's determined to fight Brock. Brock puts him in the Kimura lock, basically breaks his arm, and it all leads to the end of the show when after Adam Pearce has been on the phone, someone said he doesn't know what to do. Triple H talks to Cody and says, you know, you, you, need, to, you need to let us take care of you. Cody says, you know, what would you have done if this was you? And uh, the story seems to be getting tonight of champions that Cody refuses to let the medical team look at him. Um, and he's going to go in there and try and fight with one arm. Uh, what did you make of this storyline throughout the show? Did it work? Did it add more sizzle to the stake of the Cody Brock match this weekend? I think it did, yeah, and for other reasons as well. I mean, uh, let's now attack Cody backstage, um, nailed his arm with a, a beer keg, and um, it actually really looked like he hit his arm with a beer keg. I'm sure he didn't, but it really looked like he did. Um, so I thought the attack was very convincing. It looked like uh, Rhodes you know, suffered a, a heck of a beat down there from a raging Lesnar. Um, we then were transported to the ring where Paul Heyman said that he had nothing to do with Lesnar's attack on Rhodes backstage. No one believed him. You know, is you know my prediction that I've been <laughs> sticking with you know, like, I'm still clinging to Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Lesnar reuniting with Heyman. It feels like we're heading in that direction. Maybe that's because I want to believe that, Kenny. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, you can convince yourself of all sorts of ridiculous things when you want to believe they are true. Um, so, um, yeah, Heyman was in the ring and he predicted Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa would defeat KO and Sami Zayn. And then that led to... Riddle and uh, Owens and Zayn coming out and Imperial. But anyway, back to what you were talking about there with um, Brock Lesnar and Cody. So, yeah, Lesnar uh, went to the ring. We had various segments where Cody was in the trainer's room and Adam Pearce is running around and, you know, he's really flustered and he doesn't know if Cody's arm's broken or not or refusing to disclose it to Byron Saxton when Byron Saxton asked him if the rumours were true that Cody had suffered an injury. And then Lesnar went to the ring said there was no way that Cody um, would be able to face him at Night Champion, so he was issuing an opening ch- open challenge, and then Rhodes walked out with his sling on um, for this, you know, foolhardy sort of attack to square up to Lesnar, even though he only had one functioning arm. Inevitably, Lesnar beat him down again, applied the Kimura, as you said, uh, stomped on his arm. Then Rhodes went back to the trainer's room and was refusing medical attention. And this year was actually, we got lots of updates on the show, didn't we, Kenny? There was lots of drama here, and I thought they did a good job of escalating it. And then in the end, as you said, 
Adam Pierce was on the phone to a mystery person. And in the last segment of the show, it was Triple H who turned up and tried to reason with Cody. And Cody just said, you know, what would you have done? And Triple H smiled, like patted him on the shoulder, walked off. Um, so Cody versus Lesnar will happen at Night of Champions, despite this storyline injury. It gives Cody a built-in excuse for a loss, doesn't it, Kenny? Yeah, it really does. It gives it gives him the excuse that if he loses this one, I mean, and it, if if anybody's ever in any doubt that Cody Rhodes is being pushed by WWE, they are making sure that even if he does lose, it is he has been so protected. He's been like. Yeah. Cena levels of protected. Yeah, absolutely. And he's not. I mean, it's obvious, the match is obviously going to be based around the Kimura. But, I mean, Cody, there's no way he's going to submit. So he'll be passing out with pain. The referee's stopping the match because he can't intelligently defend himself. So maybe there'll be an appearance by the Bloodline or Paul Heyman. I'm hoping so. And um, um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Cody Rhodes has the has the excuse for the for the loss. And let's face it, Lesnar needs a win here, doesn't he, after he was beaten by Cody at Backlash. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it seems pretty obvious what's going to happen. But I think it's more the storyline aspect of it and where it takes everyone that's as important as the quality of the match. Um, elsewhere on the show, we also uh, had... Uh, I was going to ask you about more kind of uh, Seth Rollins sit down segments. Yes, uh, we talked about these last week. I felt like these. I felt like this week was a bit of a step back. I didn't feel these were as interesting. I felt like um, they needed to do a bit more here with these. Um, I don't know. I just felt something was missing from it. Did it work for you? Yeah, I thought he did. I mean, Rollins said that Roman Reigns had. He was talking about Roman Reigns being poisoned by his own ego. Um, I thought he really relayed the emotion that this title meant so much to him and he wanted it he wanted to get it over and make it into a prestigious belt so there would be something there for the people who came after him to vie for and defend and hold and you know represent uh, as the company as champion proudly i thought he did a lot to really make the title seem like it mattered um, in contrast to AJ Styles, who I mean, there was some some footage there of AJ Styles. When they had footage from, I think it was a 2006 match of Styles versus he would have been what would he would he have been uh, Tyler Black then? Tyler Black, yeah. Tyler Black at that point, um, and AJ saying after he beat him, um, you know, this guy's going to be a star of the future. He's going to be a major player in in future, and um, so it was good that they found that footage and they already. Pair of them both looked pretty good in the ring at that point, which they were. Um, so no, I, I I would disagree with you there, Kenny. I thought I thought Rollins did did a lot to make it seem like this mattered, um, and I just wish AJ Styles, if AJ Styles had done as much or even half as much, yeah. I think people would be looking forward to this match more than they are. I think the other problem this match has got is that it, the outcome seems to be a foregone conclusion, doesn't it? It's unthinkable that now that AJ Styles will win. Yeah. You know, after that rather dismal effort on the Grayson Waller effect, and the fact that he's a SmackDown roster member, so he'd then have to move to Raw if he became champion. It's all so predictable, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not ideal. 
It's not ideal. I mean, I, yeah, the, the the whole we we talked about this before. The whole SmackDown wrestlers being involved in the tournament it just makes no sense. But then again, you know, Paul Heyman was on this was on this Raw show, and he's technically on SmackDown, so I guess you know it's not even been two weeks, but we're we're just they're allowed to go whatever show they want. You know, there's just people are still going back and forth. So, um, which you know is probably better. I mean, I think having Heyman here did add to the show, but um. Yeah, um, what did you what did you make of the the opening segment? We had Heyman coming out and talking to uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Did you like him being on Raw to kind of further that match, or do you think they, do you think that they should have stuck to the brand split and not had him there? What do you think? No, I'm glad he was there. I mean, I think it made sense. I mean, we know they're not going to stick to the brand split. It's it'll be relaxed very quickly. And and for reasons that we discussed at the time, and I think it's actually, you know, best for business that they do that. And if the storyline, you know, demands or is enriched by somebody from SmackDown making an appearance on Raw, vice versa, then I'm all for it. I don't think it should be, you know, hard and fast and they'd be segregated and never mix except for on premium live events. If it works in the storyline, then just do it. I don't think anyone really objects. I don't think they've ever said at any point, you know, at this point, you know, so-and-so will just be on this show and so-and-so will just be on the other program. I don't think they've ever said that, that this will be hard and fast and there'll be no mixing between brands. I don't think they've said that. Have you heard them say that, Kenny? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No, I mean, I think... You know, common sense would say if people are branded on different shows, they, then they wouldn't really be on the other show. But I guess the, the stickle to that is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are the undisputed tag team champions at the moment. So maybe that's the 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 loophole for you to like. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely, absolutely, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, I can, there, there seems to be some confusion as well because be, before the show, it was advertised that um, Zayn and Owens would have a mystery partner to take on uh, the Usos and Solo in the main event. And the mystery partner... No, no, it was Imperium. He's going to Imperium in the main event, not the... got the bloodline on the brain um, to take on Imperium at the end of the show. And the the mystery partner ends up being Matt Riddle, who came out at the end of the opening segment when Imperium had come out. Um, Do you think they had someone else in mind, or do you think that Riddle was always the choice? It just seems a bit... Strange that we've seen Riddle team with them already. So at Backlash, we've seen it on TV. 
Um, having him be the mystery partner doesn't seem like much of a mystery. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. I mean, I think it made sense because they had that relationship and they've teamed previously. Um, and I think Riddle will probably wrestle. He could well be Gunter's next challenger. After That's assuming Gunter returns against Mustafa Ali, of course, Kenny. You know, I mean, he, he might not. But I mean, well, yeah, post- you, you never know. I mean, did you see Mustafa Ali? He's, he was doing his promo backstage, and he he kind of dropped the um, the arrogant heel persona and was coming across as this likable sort of nice guy, almost like this baby face turn. And then he was just cut off by Brock Lesnar. I mean, Ali looked really miffed, didn't he? Yeah, he. I mean, I didn't really know what to make of this. Uh, I- I didn't really know what to make of, of of Ali just basically kind of breaking his gimmick and then yeah. Brock Lesnar coming in. I mean, it was very funny that, you know, Ali was just going, you know, I've had lots of failures and all this kind of stuff. He was depressed, even though his gimmick is supposed to be that he's very happy and, you know, positive. And then yeah. Brock Lesnar comes in and says, get a life, kid, and walks out. <laughs> Which is just the biggest baby face laugh line ever, right? Like, it's so good. Um, it, it was just he was just odd wasn't it just really odd it's like so we've got this big character shift and then Lesnar cuts him off and like previously Ali's been a heel but now he's baby face yeah that was that was strange uh, but I, I would imagine that Riddle will possibly be Gunter's next opponent after Gunter has dispatched Mustafa Ali so maybe that was the reason why he was placed in this spot um, and also there's a familiarity there because they've, they've worked together many times previously yeah. including before they both joined WWE as you will read in my Gunter article in the next issue of Inside the Ropes magazine Do you see what I did there Kenny I see what you did and if you're listening to Patreon that is out today you can go to WH Smith and pick up today or order on the website um, but yeah, what what else on Raw tickled your fancy? I know we had the we had the Bronson Reed Ricochet match, which was pretty decent. But is that going? to... I mean, Bronson Reed's. I'd like to see them do more with him because he in the ring is so good that um, I think there's more you could do with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I enjoyed um, you know he's backstage and he he was like there giving Bobby Lashley a run for his money in his attire. I mean, he's hilarious. Bronson Reed looks like some sort of mafioso doesn't it <laughs> he just he's like dressed to the nines and the match was kind of slow start with ricochet really came alive about halfway point reads big moves uh getting him over and people are just you know wow they're like wow look at this guy this guy can move you know this guy can deliver and ricochet is so good in the ring as we know he's just so smooth and just so good at everything. I always think it's a shame that Ricochet hasn't gone further than he has in WWE. Hopefully he'll receive his reward like Butch one day. Um, do you think maybe this is leading to Bronson Reed versus Braun Strowman, Kenny? Like a mega clash there? Yeah, I think that could be a good, a good, a good match for him. And if, if Bronson could go over, that opens up him up going against various other people. You could even do him and Gunther at some point for the IC title. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's good, good options for him. Yeah, the only thing I would say about Ray, I just would like him, you know, this is not bat shaming. I just would, would, I know he's a big guy and that's his gimmick. I just think, you know, for long-term career longevity, I just think he should lose a little bit of weight. 
Um, and I think that would just be better on his knees and better on his body overall. And I think he can still carry off that gimmick if he's like 20 pounds lighter, you know, just with a bit more muscle. That's the only thing I would suggest for his longevity. Um, well, listen, let's move on and talk about some news. Um, there was a report from uh, a, a report from WRKD Wrestling who have said that uh, Cody Rhodes and Gunther have ex- have expressed a desire to have a big match together, and it could potentially be, uh, you know, one of the one of the matches at WrestleMania 40 next year. Um, obviously, it's ways out, so this is just all speculation. But Cody and Gunther, we obviously saw them in the Rumble together. Is that a match you want to see? Is that a big match you want to see next year? Definitely a big match. Yeah. Um... I don't know whether it's a WrestleMania match. I mean, it depends where they both are. Um, I mean, I mean, Gunter's still IC champion by then, which he might be. I mean, we know he's going to break Honky's record. We know that. Um, and so he should. Uh, but in the interim, I want to see Gunter versus Brock Lesnar. Um, I really want to see Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at some point. So I hope they get to that before Roman leaves i don't know how much longer he's going to stick around i think roman's probably going to be sticking around for another year or so but after that i think possibly you know the call of hollywood will be too loud and the offers will be too big and he'll just go and who could blame him if he did i mean seth rollins has recently been on uh, been on a movie set hasn't he kenny yeah he just did some filming for a marvel movie so they're all getting in on it yeah, I mean, you can't blame them. The money's enormous. I mean, it just opens up all these opportunities. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Cody versus Gunter. I think that can be a big match. And also, but the thing is, as well, we don't know where Cody's going. Is it going to be Cody Roman at WrestleMania next year, where Cody finishes his story and becomes double champ? I mean, I think a lot of people would like to see that match. It's really hard to know, isn't it? So, I mean, Gunter versus Cody sort of feels like almost a consolation prize for Cody. Or maybe by that point, Cody will be double champ. Gunter will have lost the IC belt and it'll be a match for both belts. In which case, yeah, that'll be huge with Gunter as, as the challenger. So I'm sure we're going to see the match. I am looking forward to seeing the match. I'm not sure if I want to see it at WrestleMania because I think there are other matches that seem more important to me for Cody to have, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I mean I think I think Cody and I think Gunther is someone who you could see him definitely being the world heavyweight champion. You know, you could see that in his future on Raw. Um because I think he will outgrow the IC title at some point. So Yeah, I mean as soon as he's you know become longest reigning champ, which will be what when Honky old it like early June till early June eighty seven through to end of August eighty eight. So, I mean, if Gunter holds it until September, that'll break uh, Honky Tonk Man's record. And at that point, he can lose the belt because he's the longest reigning IC champion ever. Um, but of course, they've got to be clever how they have him lose the belt because they want to preserve him for presumably the main event, which I think he's absolutely capable of uh, excelling in. Um, speaking of the World Heavyweight Championship, um... AJ Styles had some words. He was speaking to the New York Post and they asked him about, uh, you know, does the belt feel second? Does the, does the world title feel secondary? And here's what AJ had to say. Is it a secondary? Well, if the Raw Championship is held by Roman, 
the SmackDown Championship is held by Roman, then how can you argue that it's not? We had, to, we had to make a new championship because Roman holds them all. What happens if he decides to wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship? It is what it is, and we got what we got. If we make the best of it, and if and when Roman does challenge for it, we beat the brakes off of him, whoever it might be, then we'll see what title's secondary. Um, and then he goes on to say um, that... Uh, he goes on to talk, talk about it more, but I mean, he's essentially there kind of saying we had to create this belt because of Roman. Is that what he should be saying? I mean, it's what we we all know it. It feels like if he was to say anything else, it would kind of feel a bit kayfabe. And he would have probably sounded like an idiot, right? <laughs> yeah, he would have done. I mean, he had to, I mean, he really had to be honest to an extent, didn't he? Um there was what really... are you gonna say? There's nothing else there's nothing else you can say. No, no, there wasn't anything else he could say. And um I don't think I mean it's obviously it's a brand new title. And it can be prestigious. Um, WWE created the universal title in, was it 2016, I think it was? Yes, July. Yes. Oh, SummerSlam 2016 was the first match. Yeah, Finn, Finn Balor, wasn't he? He was first champ, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, they created a new championship there. And, you know, that was the title. The name of that championship was mocked. Remember uh, Daniel Bryan actually mocking it uh, on, a, on the air one time. And... Um, so that was a new championship, and I think that was quite quickly accepted as a big deal. So if Seth Rollins wins, which we all think he's going to, or most of us think he's going to, and he has really good defences against you know big name talent, I think that title can feel prestigious, you know, within six to nine months. Um, and yeah, I mean, AJ had to say that, and. Um, they felt like they needed to create this title because Roman's now a SmackDown guy and he wrestles infrequently and he's not even defending the belt at the moment as we discussed earlier in the week. So, yeah, I thought, I think AJ handled that pretty well, to be honest with you. I don't really know what else he could have said. And, um, yeah, I think that was a fair comment. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then the other thing I was going to mention was John Cena is in the news again because he was talking to uh, Sam Roberts and he was talking about the whole, uh, the, the whole, basically what he said was, let me get the exact quote here. Cause I want to get it. Um, he said, um, Austin is great and easy to work with. And, um, you know, in terms of, in terms of the, uh, the promo they did, they sat down for ages, as we said before, but he did say that he told Theory, Austin Theory backstage, that, um, you know, you're young, you work hard, uh, but I don't believe anything you do. And now he's out there in interviews saying this. I mean, is that is that really what he should be doing at this point after he's kind of put the guy over? Like, shouldn't putting the guy over kind of be people should then think that he does matter rather than Cena sort of doing the media rounds? still doesn't I I don't know I mean we've talked about this guy's return and I mean his promos never really made any sense seen as you go back and look and and he there people would be burning yeah 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 yeah, I know I know I know and then he'd try and get the audience's good side by sucking up to him and I remember just listening to his promos time after time it's like people keep telling me how good he is at promos and he was really good at crowd control was seen. I'll give him that. You know, you could engage with the crowd and he, he knew what to say to try and get them on his side and he would provoke a reaction. 
But if you would write down or think about any most of the promos that he cut during his career, he, he didn't really make any sense. And he would just flit all over the place and you'd just sit there. Well, what's he just said? It's like, oh, everyone's like, yay, he's seen it. It's like, well, why? And that was his talent, was that he was able to, like, make gibberish. So He was able to market gibberish to the masses, and the masses thought it was good, but it wasn't. I mean, his matches didn't make any sense either. So, I mean, this is all just totally consistent with Cena and his career. I mean, I tried hard to you know, praise Cena for what happened at WrestleMania. And I tried very hard to make sense of the famous, was it March 6th promo that we've promo, yeah. discussed many times on this podcast. And I just, I just don't really know what to say anymore, Kenny, about this guy. I mean, no, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just he said, he said, on, he said to Sam Roberts, um, Fans can see through the BS if you don't believe in your character. It's what I said to Austin Theory. I don't believe what you do when you're out there. I don't. I said it to him personally before I said it publicly. Well, I think Theory's character was a hell of a lot more believable than anything Cena ever did in the ring. I mean, what Cena's character was just so phony. I mean, that was why people booed him. I mean, he was this like guy who dressed like an eight-year-old Whose, car- whose merchandise and character and everything was aimed at primary school age kids. And he seemed to resent the fact that he wasn't allowed to do more mature the- themes or subjects in his promos. But he knew that the merch was such a big seller that, you know, he was kind of stuck with the character. Um, and he would just, yeah, he would just say things that, that were just sort of gibberish and nonsensical. But he was very good at packaging it up in a in a way that people bought it and thought, wow, this guy's really good. And he'd take the big beat down and, you know, then fans would chant Cena and he'd have the match and he'd always win in the end. And he was kind of a bit like Hogan in that regard, is that people believed in Cena because the booking never failed Cena. Fans were conditioned to, to believe and to know that if a Bray Wyatt or a Kevin Owens or a Miz or whomever beat him or got one over on him, Cena would always win in the end. You know, Ryback, didn't matter who it was, even The Rock, Cena would always win in the end. And he was pushed very well by WWE. He was the modern version of Bruno or Hogan or Bob Backlund to an extent. You know, the superhero babyface who didn't fail the audience in that big climactic match. So he could get away with it. But I mean, when he says these things, I mean, it's like what it's like reading his Twitter, isn't it, Kenny? You're reading this. <laughs> what is this? It's just garbage. And you think, why am I, you know, there's like a, a million other things I could be reading or do in my day. Why am I reading Cena's Twitter? You know, I'm going to do something more productive with my day instead than reading this crap. Well, listen, yeah, it's. I just don't understand. Well, I mean, but the thing is, this is typical Cena. He doesn't know how to put somebody over properly. He can't just let the guy win and move on. He has to... Well, that's it. I mean, to me, it's like, you've done that speech. You were criticised by lots of people for it, and rightly so. We thought... I thought it was going to lead to Cena putting Austin Theory over, which he did, and I thought he did a good job on the night. And afterwards, 
just put the guy over on promos. Say, yeah, Theory, you know, is really good talent. You know, he really showed me a lot in the ring. You know, he proved me wrong. You know, he's a huge star of the future. You know, he beat me one, two, three. You know, I, I, you know, I'd like to say that, yeah, I believe in him now. Just say that. Just play the game. Play the game, exactly. Um, well, listen, Amy, that's all the time we've got for, for today. Uh, we will be back. Uh, we've got an overrun on Patreon. And then next week, there will be a What's Going Down, which will be us covering the, um, the, 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 the big shows. But uh, there will not be a PowerSlam podcast next week because I'll still be away. So um, but we will, once I'm back, there'll be plenty of content for you. We'll be, we'll be doing a, a sixth year anniversary something. We'll be covering all Japan matches. So there'll be plenty to keep you entertained. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's got any ideas of what you would like us to do to mark our sixth anniversary, please let us know. Six years, Finn. Six years, Kenny. Yeah. There's marriages that last less time. (laughs) There's a lot of marriages, I mean, a lot of marriages last less time, so we've done well. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Anyway. Yeah, um, we've got plenty of, we'll have plenty of stuff to cover next week between double or nothing and battleground and you know who who knows what might happen after we finish recording hopefully something really good between AEW and CM Punk yes hopefully good news with that night of champions it's a very busy weekend uh, yeah. of course of course I'm away so I'll need to be uh, seeing if I can get that internet package on the cruise uh, to, to keep up with everything so uh, but yeah we will be back uh, next week with more so thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk to you soon If I said tonight softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, 
wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.